Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vigaina. Your feature is about to begin. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? It's another day. It's another week. Another week in lockdown. It's now March. <laughs> we've been in this. Oh, yeah. We've been in it a whole year. A year. Uh, mm. Okay, cool. We've, we've done that. Okay. <laughs> it's just so depressing. Anyway. No. This is our intro like every week. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, welcome to the Bad Film Club. Uh, I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Vigada. Um, we watch bad mm-hmm. films. Uh, this week we are doing the 2007 film Ghost Rider. <laughs> uh, another Nicolas Cage film because we can't get enough I of will him. Say, Love it. I mean, we'll give some context of why specifically why we're doing this film. But I will say this is the most... I have seen a couple of Nicolas Cage films in my life. But I feel like as we've recently watched a couple, a good amount of them, I will say that this is the most Nicolas Cage Nicolas Cage has ever acted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There were scenes in this film where his mouth didn't move, but there was dialogue coming out of it. Oh, it was crazy. Oh yeah, 100%. To preference this film, I chose it. <laughs> so, yeah, this was a holly choice for sure. Okay, let me just say... Me and Shanana and our other friend went travelling. Like, don't laugh at me. <laughs> we went travelling. I'm just laughing because... No, I'm laughing at the... Because I know the story that you're about to tell. And it just makes me laugh. The context of it makes me laugh. So when we were 19 slash 20, we went travelling around Europe for a month. And we went. we stayed for four days. We stayed in Prague. And our hostel was about a stone throw away from this bar called Harley's. And it was a biker bar, decked out fully with every memorabilia you could ever think of branded with Harley Davidson. And it was one of those bars that was underground. It was like brick brick walls, uh, any heavy metal sort of rock bar. And there was TVs dotted around that on a loop constantly played Ghost Rider uh, as a film so it was kind of like the weirdest but best bar I I feel like we went to and we went there every I mean we went there every single night for four nights yeah we went there you could tell that we loved it it was really good I don't remember if it was cheap or the drinks were cheap I don't remember if uh any feel like everything in Prague was cheap and we were so poor and it was just why we're just backpacking with rucksacks on our backs at all times it was insane and then we just turn up like after we'd all got no we got sick after Prague didn't we because we'd just gone out like 20 nights in a row and every night for the past like week Ghost Rider was just playing it's such a weird experience because it's not a club film and it's it's not a club (laughs) film at all and but it's a film with a um motorcyclist in it so it's like it's like yeah. it's iconic the i and he's on and the, fire yeah, the he's iconography fire. and the symbolism blah, blah blah it all links very much heavily to this bar but it just is ingrained into my or burnt into my brain of me and shanana and our, and no our friend <laughs> um just dancing and then i look up and i do just see like this same loop of nicholas cage like turning himself into um Ghost Rider or Johnny Blaze, and it's Ghost just, I just like, I just remember it, and I and it's come up recently with a discussion with friends because due to the kind of popularity of WandaVision and I remembered it because this film was one of the first films to be based off a Marvel comic before the Marvel Cinematic Universe was a thing, and it just reminded mm. me of it, and I was like, oh my god, this was when. This is when they try to make it very serious. 
and yeah. it just reminded me, and I was like, just also because of our personal link to it, I thought, oh, let's give it a go and discuss it. And yeah. I feel like this is the second time I've ever watched this film fully, and there were, and I was mm. still surprised by it. So, you know, yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. Yeah, should I do a very um, quick plot rundown? Yeah. Um, yeah so, it's, like I said, it's based off the Marvel comic Ghost Rider. Johnny Blaze is the main is, is the main folk is the character that takes up the name Ghost Rider, and the film is mm-hmm. the story of Johnny Blaze. He sells his soul to uh, the Mephistopheles. Devil. The devil, Mephistopheles, essentially, mm-hmm. and um, in re- in return for his father's health, and by selling mm-hmm. his soul, he becomes his the... father's dying of cancer. Yeah, in... <laughs> but in return, he get he gets the power of um, becoming the Ghost Rider, which is essentially the devil's bounty hunter, where he um, <laughs> essentially collects all the souls that have not gone to hell yet. So he has he mm-hmm. has the power or he gains the power to control hellfire which is hence why he is a, he it looks like he's a lot, he's like a walking skeleton on fire. he's on fire and he's a walking skeleton yeah. kind of cool it's just uh yeah that and then the storyline <laughs> is that he has to he's uh essentially ta- given the challenge to retrieve or to stop these four fallen angels from getting the getting hold of this contract that opens up a lot of souls that that should have gone to hell but didn't essentially yeah it's 1000 souls and if if they get hold of the contract um whoever gets hold of it will be able to create hell on earth yeah, it's very as you. The premise is ridiculous. Now that we've just simplified it like that, the premise is ridiculous. It does not hold up. Like I feel like other Marvel films have good backstories and premise points, and this is ridiculous. Yes, I hundred percent agree. Because well, the <laughs> MCU do their best to develop the characters as they go, but they've also mm. had like ten years to do that. This is a standoff, well, not a standoff film because they got a sequel in 2011, but this is a one-off film where they had to try and give the character a lot of development in about the first half an hour, which is very hard to do for a superhero film to make it kind of, like, uh, engaging. Um, But a lot Mm. of it is is just... It's just very silly and fun. So that... I'll bring it to say that I don't particularly think this is a bad film... I just think this is a silly film. And I probably would watch it okay. like if it was on TV I wouldn't change the channel. But I wouldn't Okay. But I wouldn't then go I'm but I'm not rushing to go and rewatch it either. So Yeah. That's fine. how I feel as it. So I could it, maybe that means it means it is not the best film either. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know I my think own analysis um... of it. <laughs> I think it's one of those films that was kind of reviewed badly at the time because Ghost Rider is so um as you said the iconography is so strong and people like that it's quite dark like especially from Marvel cinematic universe type vibe it's quite dark but then the film they made it quite campy and I think people didn't like that which I which is actually the thing that I liked about it Mm -hmm. but I felt like I must have watched this in around 2007 when it came out <laughs> at some point. Or maybe I watched it on like at home with my family. But I definitely have seen this film with my dad. It's such a... Like my dad really likes this film, which is quite funny. And I really didn't feel like it... I don't feel like it was that bad when I watched it. And then now re-watching it, what, 10 years later? I was just like, that was so crazy. Well, this is the thing. I think it was like I think that's understandable. I think it was good when it came out, but now it's but it's aged badly. It doesn't hold up in the same yeah. way. Like the the comical side, the comical bits are cringy now, and I mean, yeah, aged, CGI ages badly anyway. So the CGI is bad, yeah. and then the storyline is the storyline isn't not that interesting. 
for one no. film. It could have been, like you say, could have should have been probably stretched across multiple films or whatever. But we'll get into that a bit later. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I agree with you though on the CGI bit. But I also think that the villains weren't scary, and that's kind of what made this film a bit more ridiculous. We'll go. We'll get into it, but. I think that's a point worth having in mind because I feel like I feel like I like Nick Cage in this film but the the villains I just didn't I don't buy him. The you villains know? uh yeah, we don't buy superhero villains. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, the super the villains Do you are know what I mean strange. like Peter Fonda as a, as I feel like Peter Fonda as the devil is not was not a vibe. No, it, it's the characterization or how they chose to portray it. Like, Wes Bentley can play a villain pretty well, I think. Yeah, but not in this film. I just also don't think that... that I mean, I, I, I know a bit about the Marvel comics, but I don't know enough to say that there might be better, better villains for ghost rider than this Mm. one but they obviously had to set Mm. it up because they needed to show how he got his powers yeah they could have been put i mean again we're gonna say it again maybe they could have done something different that would have been better they would have could have worked with the villains more but um i completely when i watched this i completely forgot that the villains were like element based (laughs) yeah me too i was just like what is this and do you know what made me laugh and we were getting into it but what made me laugh was like every time the fallen angel that takes up the element of water it's like he's just standing there mm. with like just torso and head but you can know that they're yeah. in post-production they just put like a water effect over like a water audio over it yeah. to make it look like there was running water around him like he had just come out of yeah. a puddle but they didn't want to like make it properly it was really funny yeah that was made me laugh because this, this is a so badly there's a lot of unintentional comedy but i also think that comes with a lot of nicholas cage yeah. films performances yeah 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 for sure for sure so this film was directed by mark steven johnson and he i have some things to say about him uh go for it <laughs> so he wrote and directed this film but do you know what else he wrote and directed it's so funny so jack frost he was the director on and i don't know if he was the writer on it but he wrote and directed daredevil you know the <gasps> horrible ben affleck film the yeah 2003 one. Oh, yeah that was that was his that was his film before this one he had a five-year gap yeah yeah mm, yeah interesting like, because it, i mean but daredevil was terrible well maybe we should do that anyway he he also produced and when in rome my friend when in rome you know that film with kristen bell Mm. And um, what's that guy that was married to Fergie? What's his name? Josh. Josh Duhamel. Duhamel, yeah. <laughs> that film. He wrote and directed that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Do you think he got the dare- the Ghost Rider gig because of Daredevil? Even though a hundred, a hundred percent. They're both uh, Sony. Well, not anymore. Well, no, they're both kind of Sony owned superheroes so it makes sense but did you read anything about the um kind of inception of this film i can tell you some i can tell you some wild stuff my friend go for it (laughs) so the guy that was supposed to so the guy that the first signed on for so this film i think started circling in 92 which is a long way before and in 2000 a screenwriter called david escoyer who wrote the screenplay to this in in its inception, but who also wrote the screenplay for the Blade trilogy and the Dark Knight trilogy. So he wrote it. Then they didn't go for that. Then it was rewritten by Shane Solano, who wrote whose writing credits cl- include Armageddon, oh, Shaft, and who is personally picked by James Cameron to do the sequel for the next four Avatar films. Oh my god. But then they were like, nah, allow those guys, we don't want them. And then in 2003, (laughs) Mark Stephen Johnson just took over and got it all. But then, like, in... Because obviously there's so many inceptions of this film and so many screens of... screenplays of this film. There was, like, one that was Johnny Depp attached to it and then one that had Eric Banner attached to it. 
And then this one, just Nicolas Cage was like punching out for it. Like he wanted it. He came through as soon as he knew that Johnny Depp wanted it. He was like, nah, that's for me. That's, this shit is mine. And then he was just like, yeah, I'm going to have it. And, and then he took it. I just, uh, that's hilarious. I just read that Avi Adrad, who is, um, he produces like majority of Sony's based Marvel films because he owns, mm-hmm. he's part of the agreement and he owns a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, he approached Eric Banner on the possibility of playing Ghost Rider, but opted to do the Ang Lee go- uh, Hulk in 2003, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Wait, just quick side question. Do you like Eric Banner as Hulk? Nah. I don't count anything <laughs> before 2009 oh, as anything to do with Marvel. Personally. Like, this is why, this is like, this is why I wanted to do this because this is like, this is a still a, this is technically a, you could consider this a Marvel f- film, but it's not really because it just feels so strange. Yeah, it's like a weird one that's under the umbrella, right? Well, it's just because it's based off the comics, but the co- the character's iconic, but he's very like, I think he's very insular in the sense that he doesn't particularly interact with any of the other one, any other characters. Maybe no. his, he has like, similar mutual villains but that's about it yeah so it was directed by mark stephen johnson written by him too and it had and so many producers obviously because everyone had to there was every every time a marvel film has like comes about there has to be a hundred different agreements distributed by sony and it had a budget of 110 million dollars That's a lot. and it made i mean (laughs) it made a lot of money too (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine though. It made two hundred and twenty-eight point seven million dollars in box office. Wow! Wow! So doubled, doubled, doubled its, its uh, budget. Budget. It made its budget and more. Yeah. Congrats. Ooh. Well, I mean, okay. not bad for <laughs> not not that much work. It seems like they just really didn't have to act. Oh, I don't know. The guy Wes Bentley, I feel like, was such an over actor in this film. I know this, and this was like this. I know this was also um, off the back of, well, I mean, this was actually like nearly 10 years after American Beauty. So, yeah. But then he had a bit of a career break between, after American Beauty, didn't he? Okay. <laughs> We've already covered this, but why do you think it's a bad film? Uh... <laughs> Where do I start? I or, think for me. Why do you think it's an okay film? That's what I'm gonna ask. <laughs> um. Okay. So the the things I liked about it are the CGI fire. I think that really held up. Did really well on that. Um, <laughs> 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 and I really like Sam Elliott as the caretaker man i really enjoy his voice i guess he didn't really do that much except for he serves as kind of a explanatory device which i feel like we needed in this film and he's got that nice he's got that nice gravelly tone to his voice which i really enjoyed and then there's so much that has just aged so badly costuming one two Ava Mendez's entire <laughs> character, I'm really mad about it. Um, uh-huh. Nicholas Cage trying picking and choosing when he puts on his Texan accent, and then oh, I, yeah. I like the fact that he used like weird character characterizations. So like my favorite prop is him drink like eating jelly beans out of the martini glass. I think that's so funny. Um. But then there's just really weird choices. I think that the villains weren't um, believable. I don't think that Peter Fonda was the right casting choice for the devil because I just feel like he's he's just kind of there. Like I don't feel any weight or gravitas from him, you know? No. He kind of... Uh, I agree. He kind of uh, was overshadowed by the other villains. He wasn't yeah. as strong. He wasn't as like he didn't hold the the scenes that he was in. He yeah. didn't hold them as much as he should have. Like considering the character is, the whole film is essentially because of him. Like yeah, everything that exactly. happens is due to him. I agree with everything you said. <laughs> I think this is a bad film because it's just due to like age. But it doesn't mean mm. that I would not watch it again. Because, like I said, 
I'd probably carry I probably like keep it on TV in the background if it was like on. But mm. I think it's a bad film just because it could have I mean like it could have been better. I think it might be because of like the pacing of it in that a lot of stuff happens but then also a lot of stuff doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? Like there's loads of <laughs> there's loads of things happening at all times. But then it's just like, I don't understand, I don't feel like we needed it, and then some of it is just like, why? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like need to have the back... I mean, no, we needed the backstory of him and his the relationship with his dad, because that opened yeah. up the kind of deal. But I did I need to know that he was like now a famous celebrity? And also, <laughs> my question is, because I, I mean, this is a superhero film, so I know it's not real, but how yeah. how popular are like motorcycle stunt people like, in America? This, I literally wrote this down because I was like, do we live? I know we live on two different continents, but are we living in weird universes? Because I do not see this shit working in the UK. Yeah, for example, because my thought was because he does because uh, Johnny Blaze essentially is like uh, he grew up being a carnival kid and performing a motorcycle stunt with his dad. He then goes on to becoming an actual very famous celebrity motorcycle stunt person where he does extreme jumps. My thought is, and there's a jump where he jumps basically the length of an American football pitch over like helicopters. And my thought was like, do people pay money to go and see this one jump and then go home? Like what else is there? Apparently like, though. What, tell us because this doesn't make sense. Like do the, he yeah. does the jump, he's going to do the jump once Prove that, prove to the audience he can do it, and then go home. Like, why? What else are they paying for? Like a support act? I don't know. And then it just like doesn't make sense. But this is not why it's a bad film. I, I think this is what I feel, and I like superhero films, and I really enjoy the Marvel ones. But I do also have my. I think oh, I do believe they all have flaws. And this mm. is what happens when you have a superhero film. You have too much information to condense into two hours essentially yeah. so yeah. you you basically end up trying to f- f- use the time the best you can by to develop the character the main character but then that means a lot of other characters fall short and essentially yeah. that always happens to the love interest who is most most often a woman so love interests in like marvel films and superhero films always have to be you know like service jobs like they're a reporter yeah. or journalist or they're a nurse or a doctor like something that has to like help service is the, the hero yeah yeah yeah. something like that yeah. and it's just like uh. and uh, i mean it's kind of getting better now that we are seeing less of it in the more recent films and the recent tv show but it's mm. just they get kind of swept aside and i i agree with you with um sam elliott i really like him yeah. Um, he plays like the of the first edition of the Ghost Rider. Also, for for people that don't know who he is, he does the voice of the Cause beer adverts, that like southern <laughs> twang, and he's like really he's got a really distinctive voice, and that's kind of bad. That that's what I kind of know him from endearingly. But he's in loads he's in loads of stuff. So he's one of those people that you know who they are, but you don't really know who they are. You know. Same with that guy that plays the policeman. You know what I'm talking about? The sergeant. He's always in stuff, but I don't I don't know what his name is. And same with mm. the guy that plays Johnny Blaze's dad, Barton Blaze. Oh yeah, I recognise his face. Uh Sam Elliott was also in the Hulk in two thousand three. So mm-hmm. he previously has mm-hmm. already worked on like a Marvel thing. But yeah. um one of those like kind of films that yeah, is like a bad but I still kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like you like the nostalgia element of it and the the stuff that it invokes, you know? You also only need like about like two brain cells to watch this film, so it's I probably know. kind of good for me. So it's kind of like one of those ones you don't have to fully pay attention to, which is not a good measure of films. But yeah. right now, like that's it's kind fine. of what I enjoy. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I, ju- oh, I just can't shake, like I just hate the way that they just oh, Ava Mendes is a good actress and they just like side sweep her in a way that's kind of insult not even kind of it's insulting because literally all the, all the time the only thing that I got from this film was that her shirt buttons are always so far down her blouse like the last shirt button done up is very far down and that's kind of like her characterization and she's always getting 
I don't like the stuff that they did because in order to kind of give her a story, they made her like she made her out like she's desperately like holding a torch for Johnny Blaze. This is the part that really pissed me off is that he rides on the freeway after his jump and like rides up to the car that she's in and won't let her leave until she agrees to go on a date with him. So he pursues her a lot and then this is meant to be romantic. She finally says yes and then he doesn't show because that's the night he gets turned into the ghost rider. Fine. Obviously she doesn't know that. But then they're like cutting between the scenes. So they're cutting between her waiting at the table by herself drinking wine and him turning into the ghost rider blah 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 and having his conversation with the devil. But... There's this bit where she's just, like, obviously a bit drunk. And the waiter keeps coming over to the table and pouring her more wine. And she's just, like, leave the whole bottle. And then she, like, grabs the waiter towards the end of, like, her... I guess it's supposed to be, like, a skit or whatever, in air quotes. And she's just like, you think I'm pretty, don't you? And and then he's like, nah. And I'm just like, firstly, what is this? Secondly, no one's ever going to say that to Ava Mendes. Like, she can't... I don't feel like you can make her play that um wallflower like waiting for a man type role because look at her fucking face like no No. like no one's gonna be like oh yes she's the one that you know fades into the background whatever look at her like there's a what like as far as beauty standards go she's like at one of the top ends of that spectrum right and then they just Mm -hmm. make her like into this weird desperate like mess and i don't like why why do they do that to women and she's the only female in this film you know Oh, apart from Rebel Wilson. I know. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, I will say that I agree with you 100% because I mentioned that that was the biggest pet peeve of mine. Yeah. But it's not even that Ava Mendes was, like, bad casting or wrong casting. It was just Mm-mm. that she's too good for this. She's just too good for this role. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, like, she just either took it cause for fun or... She, I don't know, money. I don't think it's bad that she took it, but I just think that it's bad writing for her. Like, it's a badly written part for her because she has the skill. Like, she's one of the nice things about this film because she's so charming. I feel like she can lift it and you kind of, you believe her, right? But for Mm. me, like, writing her like she's, like, desperately waiting for him and she does, she's, like, super insecure and stuff. Fine, like, all women feel like that, but I just feel like it was unnecessary. It doesn't make her backstory believable, you know? I don't know. It just felt like a weird piece of, I don't know, fiction. This is the issue with, like, superhero films. Like, the love interest, the female side bit is always underwritten and so they're really 2d and really flat and then the actress that has to play them is then wasted yeah i think and i mean you can see it in the early iron man films actually like gwyneth paltrow she's coming to her own as pepper Potts, but in the early ones like anytime she was on screen she was basically just there to serve iron man yeah uh, the mcu's had space to develop their characters this obviously probably by the signs of them having a 2011 sequel. Yeah. I was hoping for, like, to develop everything. Uh... But now. Like you mentioned, your favourite prop was the martini glass of sweets. That was ridiculous. <laughs> I loved it. Which was really cool. I also liked the fact that he had his own video game about himself. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that was good. And he had obviously, like, with a celebrity say, it had made, like, a, like, a, name for himself so he was able to kind of just do whatever he wanted but yeah. his uh loft was kind of his like flat was kind of cool it just had so a lot cool. of like motorbikes everywhere i know um, i love that no bed just motorbikes motorbikes and the <laughs> but yes he yeah. had like just constant like martini glasses of sweets and stuff um do you know what but we haven't talked about the actual motorcycle <laughs> i loved it i loved it honestly <laughs> What a scene stealer! The main one of the one of one of the biggest transformations, other than Johnny Blaze himself, is his beloved motorcycle <laughs> that literally becomes a skeleton, <laughs> as well as the horse. It's the so horse cool. becomes a skeleton horse, and there's a really cool scene of them going <laughs> the, through the desert yeah. and they're riding together like the two. Right, that was definitely my favorite scene. I really enjoyed it. That was my favourite scene too. But then the caretaker's just like, okay, we're going to do the ride and then I'm now I'm done. Like, he doesn't even go and help him. He's just like, okay, I'm done now. Bye. See you later. Have fun. I'll be the same. 
I know he's like I've had I that was my last I've got one last ride in me and that was it so I was like okay cool so we just did it for that one shot but it was quite nice um yeah oh I'm so annoyed at myself. Also forgot one of my other favorite props was the fact was his uh, spade that he forget hid the hid the contract in. <laughs> the contract of San Venganza was in it. A good hiding place for a caretaker, right? Especially because he's leaning on the spade for most of the time that he's on screen. I completely didn't forgot that bit, so I was very happy surprised by it. There is a bit in the film where Johnny Blaze gets arrested, so he's put into a big cell, a cell shared with a lot of other men in it and he obviously it's coming to nighttime which is when he turns into ghost rider mm. and the and and the guys start to like neg him essentially and then attempt to beat him up and he turns into ghost rider which is do you think that was so which is the which ugh, such a stupid <laughs> scene but superhero powers are not supposed to be that believable like you're not we're not generally always supposed there's the Arguably, supposed you're supposed to understand how they work, but the there's also a mystery to them. So let me caveat with that. But mm. he got he took the he took the jacket and gloves off one of the guys he beat up, and then started to like yeah. uh, he used I guess he used his powers to make the spikes come out of the gloves and his shoulder bits. But then I was thinking, did he put the gloves on to hide his skeleton hands, which then would be pointless because he's got a skull as a head. Or, and then if he did, that'd be pointless. Second of all, my other thought was like, does that then stop his powers from his hands because he's covered them? I don't know. But that was like, that was super distracting to me to the point where like that, if that's like where my mind goes when I'm trying to watch a film, then there we go. I actually like that scene when uh, there's just like the the one black teenager. I was like, oh my God, look, social commentary. There's one black teenager in the holding cell with him and then he like beats everyone else up and then he's like you are innocent and he just points at this little boy and i was like yes Mm. woke in 2007 (laughs) but yeah he's still there so it's shit but um costuming that's a good thing to talk about because there's a lot of flares in this my friend and a lot of like his motorcycle outfits I'm just like, I thought the iconography was supposed to be like, I'm cool and biker. And a lot of it's very campy glam rock, which I'm not averse <laughs> to, but I just thought it was a, joy- a joke's choice. Uh, I think it's, there's also the the, heri- the the partnership of like, he's from the su- su- southern, he's from Texas, isn't he? And he's been brought up in a southern yeah. state and he's got all that kind of culture behind him. And like you said, Nicholas Cage chooses when to speak with a Texan, with an accent and not, doesn't. And then, um, yeah, it, it, I feel like the film, like in sporadic moments, also couldn't decide whether it was going to also be a western at the same time, because yeah. because like yeah. there was moments where he was obviously wearing a yeah. helmet because he's a he's a biker. There's once he's Ghost Rider, he doesn't need a helmet because he's got a skull as a head, and he's invincible. No. And then there's a moment when he's like wearing a cowboy's hat, and the Ghost Rider has like <laughs> elements of the legend or whatever they call it has got elements of being from the west like the western like you know cowboys and i don't know it felt very like we don't know which kind of imagery and which topic to really touch on so we're going to just do a mismatch of all of them because also one of my favorite lines is when we first ever meet where's where's bentley's character blackheart is it blackheart yes blackheart yeah yeah blackheart he kind of just appears and then he walks into like a bar in the middle of nowhere. And the guy outside is like, yeah. angels only, which is obviously... <laughs> which made me laugh. Because obviously it's like Hell's Angels, uh... is, it's a Hell's Angels only bar, because you know, the bikey gang. But yep. it's supposed to be kind of like a pun because it's like a, an it's like a de- talking to a... He is he an is, angel. He's a yeah. angel. Just made me laugh. Did you also... And also, they always do this in films, specifically, I think, also in the early 2000s, maybe still now. But all the evil people or evil characters always mm. wear long coats, like long leather coats. And it's such a costume choice. I know, I think it's such a, it's such a hater thing. I love a long leather coat. <laughs> like, I want one. I don't... I, actually, I feel like I would be a good baddie, but I don't know if... They needed four of them, either. Oh, no, because... You know, I don't feel like they bought much to the... No, 
They film. didn't. They kind of just. Uh, I think what they wanted to do is because they had four four fallen angels, and before they were explained what they are, I wrote down four horsemen of the apocalypse. Question mark. <laughs> Yes, girl. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, all, but apparently I'm, not. I mean, they missed a trick there, I think. Yeah, but so they only have... So Wes Bentley seems to just be able to have powers. He doesn't have an element-specific power. The other three have earth, wind, mm. and earth, wind, and air. Earth, wind, and water. And then I guess it's like water. Johnny yeah. Blaze who has the fire. And it's maybe like... Yeah, so they're maybe trying. They probably thought, "Oh, let's introduce all of them so we can show how show how fire can destro- destroy all the other elements." Essentially, but it kind of all felt a yeah. bit unbelievable because, like, especially once they got to the water one, because how the hell did he drown a water? <laughs> it just made me laugh. I was like, "How's he going to defeat oh, this?" Like, it can okay. it could just. Put out your like. I know it's hellfire, so it's not specifically fire. It's hellfire it's different. <laughs> but like, come on, we all know basic physics. I know, but the they were so. I feel like they made it so unintentionally comedic because very, I think they were yeah. trying to play it really seriously with their like Abercrombie model chiselled faces, and then they were just a bit shit and a bit overacted. Because <laughs> do you remember the one? The one that was wind, and he was like, "You can't, you can't catch wind." And then he just starts, Ghost Rider starts swinging his chains, and then he captures the wind in the tornado of his hellfire, and it's so stupid. Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my lord, what, what is happening? What is this?" I also <laughs> sometimes I look at superheroes because I've seen enough of the films now to like really judge like whose mm-hmm. powers actually are useful or not and i guess the yeah. uh, the power that johnny blaze has full control over hellfire that's pretty fine that's cool that's fine he's invincible whatever but a lasso that is yeah. just a chain that is covered in fire i don't think that's that interesting i mean <laughs> we all have that aren't no, we? Our, but that, i think just, it calls back it's like it's getting the western thing isn't it it calls back to the yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It calls back to that Western vibe that we were just talking oh. about. And not in a good way, my friend. <laughs> it's just so but... funny. <laughs> it's so funny to me. There's also... It is really Because funny. it's also... So it's a Western biker religious superhero film. Because there's yeah. so much like... Because <laughs> cause you've also got scenes of Johnny, the char- Johnny Blaze's character reading biblical or religious text to understand the meanings behind yeah. his deal and the meanings behind who he's having to defeat and roxy's always wearing a cross i don't know if you noticed it but she's got a tiny little cross on all the yeah, time there's a lot of cross elements like symbolism and churches and churches, churches everywhere and graveyards like uh sam mm-hmm. uh what's his name the caretaker's character lives on a graveyard is a caretaker of a graveyard so he's like yeah. on hallow's land which um he essentially says at the beginning that like it means that they the fallen agents can't go onto Hallow's land or wherever it is, but then you find out that they can. Which they didn't explain. They just said, <laughs> "Oh, I, Wes Bentley yeah. just says I have all the power of um, my dad, plus I have all the power, but none of the weaknesses from my dad." I'm like, okay. <laughs> but I have one thing that I really noticed in this film, and that was how chiselled Nick Cage is in oh, this. Oh my god, let me. I wrote this down. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> it's cr- it's crazy, but also um, they have that stereotypical early. I would say early two thousand stereotypical mirror scene where it's like the superhero has just come out yeah. of the shower and he's like, you can see every little indent of muscle possible. So you know he's covered in like oil or whatever for the filming. But it's yeah. also like yeah. if you cover if you pause that scene, cover Nick Nicholas Cage's face. It could be like oh, you're like fine. Then you look, look, oh, it's attached to Nicolas Cage's face. You're just like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Since when has Nicolas Cage been that fit and that toned? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. It would make more sense if it was Chris Evans. Yeah. But in his early career, I'll give it to him. He played um, an angel alongside, uh, you know I'll talk about this film, alongside Meg Ryan. One of my mum's favourite films is called City of Angels. It's a great film. Andre Broughter is in it, who's uh, Captain Holt in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which I love. And um, yeah, he plays an angel who falls in love with Meg Ryan. 
And the man is beautiful in that film because he's like all like long chiseled face and I don't know, you don't really see his creepy body or whatever. But um it's great and I don't and I feel like maybe he's quite um like lean faced in that stupid film. Is it with John Travolta? is it John Travolta? It's called Face Off. I can't remember who else, who's the lead next to him, um, opposite him, sorry. And they switch faces, which was quite funny. Um, but yeah, so I don't feel like I've recalled seeing him as like someone that's like buff or a sex symbol, apart from in City of Angels, but then I guess because it's like a romance film and it's Me- Meg Ryan. So it's a bit different. But then this is like, he's an actual, he's supposed to be a sex symbol which is wild to me and also at the time of filming he was like 43 which is like amazing he looks great but yeah I don't know some of the like reviews I saw were like isn't he a bit old to play this role and I was like don't be so ageist but I was surprised you know yeah Nick Cage who knew that that kind of goes on to our next part of like would you Mm. change well first of all yeah would you change any of the cast members I feel like I would keep Nick Cage. I would change Wes Bentley. I would change Peter Fonda. I would probably keep Ava Mendes. I don't think the casting is wrong with her. I just think it's... I feel like she should have got a bigger role. You know? Like, as in... Her character's important, but I feel like she's not given the gravitas that... Kind of, like... Even the dad has, you know? In that... um, intention and taking up the space on screen yeah um i feel like she's always kind of at the periphery mm-hmm. um but yeah i think i would definitely change the devil peter fonda i feel like was a kind of ineffectual villain like i didn't feel like why would you sell your soul to him you know he doesn't have that vibe of he can help but also he's real scary yeah i agree i think out of everyone, he's the few person I would recast the bet most. I just try and think of who would be a good fit for him. Yeah, I don't know who I would. Yeah, I don't know who I would replace him with. Maybe. Um, I mean, would you sell yourself to like Ian McKellen? I was thinking that, but I think he's. Is he too nice? I don't know. I don't think he's that... I don't. I feel like we need someone scary. Because Yeah, I will say, I've recently watched the X-Men films and he's Magneto. Magneto arguably is not a villain, but he's like got his own agenda and he's not that... He's hard no. to believe as being a villain. So I wouldn't say Ian McKellen is like yeah. the best, actually. Maybe like Al Pacino. Can you imagine? <sighs> yes, or what's his name? Michael... Kane. Well, Michael Caine. God, the devil with like a Cockney English accent, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're Albert. Yeah. Uh, you're the butler. Um, I was going to say Michael Sheen, maybe. But then... But Michael Sheen's not old enough. Um, or what's the guy? Why, what's his name? Michael... Um, he, he did the... Um, mo- he played Gollum. Oh, Andy Serkis. That's it. Another Lord of the He could do a good one. Lord of the Rings reference. In. Oh, what's that lady who... She has a really strong accent and she's gorgeous. Oh my God, I, I don't know what her name is. But she's got this like really raspy voice. I need to find out who she is. What films is she in? I think she's in um, the X-Men films. I think she's like a scientist or something oh no come back to me i don't know what her name is but i feel like she would play this would be really good if everyone knew what who i was talking about <laughs> but nobody can picture my brain is she, so it's kind of irrelevant is she freaking oh she's in is she in soul as well she's one of the voices in soul yeah Anna, Anna, she's I brazilian so. i know who you're talking about she was in the new mutants film yeah she was a scientist in the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, thank you. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. But I feel like she could be quite good because she's got that um, uh, that character where she can hold the screen and you also fear, but like you, you feel that kind of... I feel like she could play fear well, you know? 
I was also going to suggest if we were going to also gen- flip the genders as well, Angela Bassett. I know, as as in the character that she played in um, as Coven, in Coven, American Horror Story Coven. Exactly. You know that third yeah. season? She was amazing. That was amazing. Yeah. I love her. Um, do you think this film could be made now? Not as a film. I feel like if it was made now, it'd be a series. It would be a series if they bothered to make... You know what? I'd like to see it... I'd like to see it as an animated series, to be honest. I think that was I literally that really wrote cool. what I wrote down. This would be better as an animated <gasps> series. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't ever think it will be because it's a very... No. I think I think Ghost Rider's a very niche Marvel character anyway, and also so mm. Sony don't want to give up any more of their characters. <sighs> yeah. But I feel like it could do really well because um, if they did it in the vein of, like, Castlevania... It could be quite cool, but yeah, what you just said. They don't want to give up the characters, so it doesn't look like... Yeah, it's also... Yeah, they're just... I think he's not on the radar to ever be remade. I also... I think it would be better because it would... I think an animated one show... TV shows are always so much better because... with Especially when it comes to superhero stuff because it develops the characters so much better than a two-hour film, Mm. which is what you realistically need to do them justice. And... um, Mm. I think then it would also mean that like Eva Mendes's role, Roxanne, would get a better yeah. thing, and also you know uh, would have a bit of more development. Also, I think I've noticed that now, maybe this is only for well more well known superhero films, but they're not bothering to do like uh, the origin stories of them anymore because people know them. Mm. So maybe yeah. if I mean I don't you can't argue I can't always say think that this one is well known but maybe they just don't even have to explain it i don't know i just think that but i just think i feel be... like because it doesn't have as much reach as like superman or whatever i feel like they should though right especially because it seems so specific like it's this iteration specific... is so specific it's to such... like america yeah this is a very specific character that i don't can't yeah. imagine ever being kind of revisited again but if it was, then animated mm. series would be cool. I was like, how would we reframe the narrative? And was there anything interesting about the story that we really liked? I said it. I'll say it again. The CGI fire, man. I really enjoyed it. I really liked that when Roxy came close to him, the fire went blue. I thought that was I really, really liked nice that touch. too. I liked that too. Yeah. I noticed that. Like I think that, that as... cinematic detail. Um... And I really enjoyed the scenes of, you know, when he's on his motorcycle and as Ghost Rider and the tarmac is just on fire behind him. Um, I thought the visuals worked really well in stuff like that. But then in stuff like the villains making their, like, scary faces. (laughs) I don't know what else to call it, but, you know, they're, like, monster faces. Yeah, we haven't spoken about that because obviously the the CGI in parts of the film don't hold up and in some parts they do um but the yeah uh the fallen angels and the devil are in human i say human form we're just supposed to assume they're in human form when they're on earth um but then there's like shadows and like ha like very obvious like overlay (laughs) um yeah (laughs) overlay of like (laughs) another of their their original their proper form of devils with like sharp teeth and all yeah. this kind of crap and it's so this <laughs> so that bit is really interesting and cool but then when it actually comes to like big fight scenes and I think that's where the CGI kind of loses when when I will say when uh he first turns into Ghost Rider and he just like like mm. he lifts up his head and he just like looks I think he looks up into the sky i burst out laughing because his skull looks so funny because it's a tiny because i don't know what it is but skulls obviously our features obviously make our faces ask obviously sit on our skull what they are we look like a formed thing a skull is just like the foundation of a face so it looks actually smaller than the the face that nicholas cage's face but then he's still he's still um 
wearing the same clothes that Controlled are broader. It. So it's yeah. like a pea it's yeah. like a pea head with a massive body. It's so funny. <laughs> this is the unintentional oh, story comedy. Of my life. <laughs> but it was so funny. Um I also I mean, shout out to Rebel Wilson for like she got about five <laughs> minutes in total in this film and she still and she managed to make me laugh. So <laughs> I would write Aww. down actually what she said. She was interviewed. She was saved by Johnny Blaze from being mugged, and then she was then the next day interviewed by um, Eva Mendes. Roxanne. Cat, Roxanne, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says something really funny, and now I can't find it in my notes. But it was, it did make me. Laugh. It was his face, but it was on fire or something like that, and it was just. She was just really funny. Yeah, she was very like. It's just Rebel Wilson, essentially. It's nothing. Nothing yeah. that baby not baby Rebel Wilson. Yeah, it took me a long time to realize she it was, was her. Um, also, quickly, uh, I don't know if you caught this, mm. but um, either this is a choice by Nicolas Cage or it's whatever, but he pronounces Italian weirdly. Italian. Yeah. Italian. I think it's. I think he's taking. I feel like he's taking the piss. But it didn't. But it's a choice. <laughs> no. Um. All right. No. Fine. Okay. What do you think? We haven't talked about the start of this film in that we haven't talked about the fact that young actors play them. Like, two different actors, adult, I assume, actors, because they don't look that old, but they don't look that young either. But do we buy it? I don't feel like I do. What, buy them as, like, the younger versions of the characters? Or buy them yeah, as I the Yeah, I feel romance? like the the one that played Ava Mendes' character, Raquel... Um, Alessi I feel mm. like she kind of looks like Ava Mendes in that they have the same brow line and the same um, jaw definition like the way that her jaw kind of looks on a profile but otherwise like she's a little bit brown very much fairer than Ava, Ava Mendes but the guy that plays Johnny Blaze does not look like Johnny Blaze at all as an adult no no not at all I mean, they tried their best, didn't they? But I also feel like, um, I feel like in the early 2000s, they kind of just were like, people will buy it. <laughs> they, they didn't probably make the biggest much, the biggest effort with it. That was my, because I noticed that too. I was like, these are not the same. This is not, this guy does not grow up to look like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> if you look at a photo of him now as well, he looks exactly the same as the film. Yeah. It's just a weird, it was a weird choice. And then I didn't feel like, I believe their chemistry. Uh, did I believe Nicolas Cage and Ava Mendes's chemistry though? Either <laughs> Holly shaking her head, no. I did not at all. I didn't at all because also Nick, because like if I was in Roxanne's position, I'd just be annoyed. <laughs> um, yeah. Because they just constantly spontaneously kiss, like they've not been apart. Yeah. For, like they've been like apart for like twenty something years, fifteen to twenty years. Have living completely different lives, and you don't just spontaneously just kiss someone that you just left under a tree. How are you not going to be mad about that? Like, how are you not going to hold a grudge about that? Exactly. She said, "I know, I know, his dad just died, but she justified it in the film, saying you were young and your dad just died, and you, you know, when we're young, we make mistakes, and I had a good life anyway. But I'm also like, that doesn't. But yeah, fine. You're old enough. You, but it doesn't." mean that you can go just go randomly kiss someone also she kisses her. here he kiss yeah. yeah kiss they kiss then like you said she agrees to the date after major persisting and then he doesn't even turn up yeah because he's busy becoming a ghost i know oh, fucking stupid um, i know i know and at the end she kisses him but like <laughs> she like squidges his face towards her and then kisses him and then they like hug and i just thought it was the most awkward thing it's not that they don't have chemistry. I just don't feel like it's believable. You know? Like, yeah, in some I of agree. the films that we've watched, I feel like they have no chemistry. Whereas in this one, I feel like they're both good actors, so it was okay. But it wasn't... I don't believe that they're still in love with each other. No. You no, know? I, yeah, I agree. I also think that one of their kisses, I think it was the one in his... Um... In his apartment, House. yeah, was really yeah. disgusting to watch because it was just like Nicholas Cage <laughs> go fully what? like licking Ever Mendes's face, Eva Mendes's face. 
Um, I will say, actually, going quickly going back to CGI, because I have a bit that I really, really liked, which was obviously a very full CGI scene, but it's, it's mm. considered... It's essentially one of those bits where what they do in superhero films is that they love to do this, that they basically love to like have a slow motion shot where it essentially references the cover of the comic book. Yeah. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about right now. I love it because I just get those like goosebumps <laughs> because... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like when they say the name of the film in the film, it's so good. It's just like a little like... To see it's it. just a, like a little moment. It's like for the fans, basically. But yeah. it's like... <laughs> it is they did it they do it all the time in marvel so they in the mcu specifically but like they did it in this bit it's a full cgi thing because obviously nicholas cage cannot do a freaking cannot ride a motorcycle up in the air but he's previously just motorcycled up the a skyscraper had a fight with a wind angel and then he decides to (laughs) ride down the skyscraper down but what he does is that he jumps and does this like with his chain fire lasso jumps and it then slow motions here it's a slow motion shot of him on his bike with the lasso around the air and then loads of rock around him like roof debris and it's essentially (laughs) a slow motion shot to look like the original ghost well one of the original ghost rider things and it's like just like you know the superhero the big superhero moment and I really liked that bit. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed Aww. it. The bit that I didn't enjoy, well, not that I didn't enjoy it. I thought the CGI was really silly, was the end bit where, like, we were in the, when all the souls, like, came and they just looked so super, stupid. They just looked so was... creepy and just so ridiculous. And I was just like, okay. It's just like close-ups of people's faces in a sepia tone, and then they're just like merged together, smudged together. They've also just it. they've created one and then just copy and pasted them a hundred times. So that's what they've done because yeah. that's like that's they were all the exact same. I just also thought that you know when that penance a... stare really made me laugh though. Don't you think? <laughs> the the penance stare. Oh God! Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, because like, he does it, then they have the thing, the in- internal turmoil, and then it just like cu- zooms out of the eye like it's coal, and it's like burning it from the side, and I just, it just was unintentional comedy. I know it's supposed to be scary and serious, but it just really made me laugh. It's like, these are the, this is the issue with like a lot of these films, is that the way that people imagine and like visualize superpowers is like they accidentally make them comical so then they're le- taken less seriously but w- yeah. but in the actual comics they're probably like you know actually interesting it's just the film choices because i thought when they go when they show the inner turmoil of a person and it's just all this overlapping they do a lot of like opacity overlap in this <laughs> film where they've like obviously got several different layers of footage all cut over colored done a colour overlay and then done different opacities so it looks like a very dodgy photoshop job it's just so funny to me and um (laughs) but what I was going to say about the last bit where um Wes Bentley's character essentially reads out the contract and all of these like dead souls a thousand souls basically turn him Mm. into like the big villain or legion he turns into legion um which hated that bit yeah, I don't like it specifically because I hate this one. This happens a lot in films that have like a supernatural element or like a superhero element is that when the big kind of thing happens where like where the obviously the where the villain becomes an extreme version of the villain. Yeah. It's so under it's so underwhelming because y- Yeah. 100 because 100 nothing has because nothing visually really has changed about him except that he's got teeth and he's slightly blue and got red eyes but he's not i don't know there's nothing like amazing or there's nothing big because legion is um the name of several different characters in the marvel universe but the coolest one is like he's got so many different souls inside him that he's kind of a he's got like uh schizophrenia or like borderline personality disorder so he has and each personality gives him powers a different type of power so this but this just looks. This is just lame. This yeah. is just so and super. And also, I think 
considering he has a thousand souls inside his body plus his own, he died pretty easily. Can I just say that I hate it when they do that lazy thing of they explain why are you explaining his name legion literally means lots of people we aren't we get it we're not stupid the audience is not dumb and then they're just like talking in this like weird hissy voices like he's talking in tongues and it's just like not the same thing what are you doing it's it's exactly what you said it's lame i also i do sometimes think and i've had this discussion with my friends recently just um my friends who do watch WandaVision and people like uh, when you've arguably got such a uh, like a massive backlog of like character development you mm. have to but you've and you have to be really clever with what you pick to choose to show mm-hmm. on screen because you have to kind of go in with these like specifically like fantasy especially if, well this also kind of goes into fantasy as well like say you've got a very detailed book series you're adapting um You've got to go in it like assuming that the audience that are going to go and see these films or this t- watch this TV show haven't read the source material, so you have to explain it like kind of like they're a bit silly, they're a bit stupid. Yeah. Just make it like easy to follow because people are always going to zone out or clock out of a film or TV show if it's too difficult to follow because it's mm-hmm. too condensed. So I think that's why yeah. arguably adaptations of things work better when they're a TV show because you've got the time to set everything out. Did you think it had do you think it has any cultural impact or had any cultural impact? I want to say no because I don't feel like we see anything about it anymore. It's only because we saw it in this kind of bar setting and you know now I think because of WandaVision it's kind of coming back into the cultural comparison sphere. But I don't know if it's one of those films that people really go back to nostalgically watch, you know? No, because it only came up... I mean, this is this will go out when WandaVision wraps up completely and we'll be completely proved wrong about our theories because we were <laughs> already. But it's um, just only come into discussion because Mephistopheles, uh, the character, is also a character in Marvel and he's based off mm-hmm. the devil. Mm-hmm. And Wanda essentially... Well, I mean won't bore you but wonder uh his kids are like they've taken the soul of him to be created essentially that's boring but um that's why but i just think that it's like the cultural impact of it is that it was popular enough to be played at a bar in prague yeah and that's about it yeah like for us and so it's so people who live in prague or visited that bar may recognize it but i don't but and also probably because i've seen this film I, this is one of the Nicolas Cage roles I think of, but I don't think the general public think of Ghost Rider when they think of Nicolas mm. Cage. I think they think of like National Treasure at least, or I love National Treasure, The Wicker Man. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, The Wicker Man. Maybe. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, we should rate it, right? Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I give it a 5.5 out of 10. Oh, generous. I give it a 4. I I think it's nostalgia and it's also just a simple watch, isn't it? For me. I enjoyed it because I I laughed a lot. So I guess that means I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. No, it it did make me laugh a lot. I, yeah. (laughs) It did make me laugh a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, Can I guess IMDb and... Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, go uh, IMDb first. IMDb first. Yeah, I think five, five out of ten. Five point two out of ten. So yeah, close. Damn it, so close. Um, I feel like Rotten Tomatoes would be bad. Like twenty five percent. Twenty six. Is that the closest I've ever got? Twenty six. Very close. Yeah. So to put it in context, this and Sex and the City 2 got the same rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Is that right? Do they both get 26%? If so, I feel bad for this film because this wasn't as bad as Sex and the City 2. Sex and the City 2 got 16% on Tomatoes. Oh, okay. Damn it. Okay. This is is 10% more. I mean, this, and I will arguably say that Ghost Rider is a better film than Sex and the City 2. (laughs) Oh, massively, massively Massive. a better film. 
I'd pick this way completely over that. Yes. Um, I, so, yes, I enjoyed this film. I gave it a 5.5, mostly because it's just, eh, it's good enough for me to rewatch it again, or not turn off, I would say. Um, yeah. Like I said, it made double in its box office. And it also got a 2011 sequel. So... Did you watch it? No. The sequel. <laughs> fun, f- fun, fun. No, I haven't watched the sequel. But fun fact: the character is play is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but only through Agents of Shield. So the TV show. Interesting. So he has like a, he has like a little cameo episode. So I haven't got to that episode yet, obviously. So That's I'm slowly, so wa- I'm slowly watching Agents of Shield as well. Um, That's funny. But um, uh, a lot of people did not really enjoy this film either. Critics, a lot of their, uh, um, a lot of people were just a bit un uh, disappointed about it, considering it was yeah, it was an adaptation. It it was adapted from a comic book, and it's a character that's uh, kind of an anti-hero character. So it's like it was nice. Mm. They wish it was had like, and who's got kind of a a rebelness to him. He's not like the cynical, yeah. like good fights for good kind of character. He obviously has. He's an yeah. He, we obviously know this. He's happily will kill people. So he's yeah. There's a bit of an anti-hero side to him too. Yeah, like I like that aspect of it. I just think that the execution could have been better. I think that's what people are upset about is because the potential is there. You know. <laughs> yes, I agree. the The film was nominated for a Razzie Award. Um, yes <laughs> Nicolas Cage got nominated for a Golden Raspberry Award for Worst Actor it was also nominated <laughs> oh. for Best Horror for Best Horror Film at the Saturn Awards so what know. the Saturn Awards eh <laughs> Best Horror Film okay? was, was, it, was, it, was it was it a horror film who knows um, that was fun yeah that's Ghost Rider for you Holly Almost recommends it. Most. I wouldn't go and seek it out, but I wouldn't. But if you are, if it's like a random Sunday afternoon and it's on TV, I wouldn't say change the channel. I'd say keep it on just for the mm-hmm. just for the lols, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. But I wouldn't go and <laughs> seek it out. So. Do with that information what you will. <laughs> that's, um. Yeah. That's us. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.